Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Ah. Dun, dun, dun. Voted number one by our hardcore fans as the best podcast of all time. Yeah. Take that, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Take that, uh, more famous podcasts. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all right, so Eric, I know you usually watch stuff as we uh, as we record... So, no, I have my back to the television today. Wow, really? Yep. I am. Well, see, I was gonna. Here, I was gonna say, uh, I'd like, I was gonna do the same thing, but now I just feel guilty doing it now. So I, I guess I'll stop doing it. <laughs> I'm watching the, uh, the the League of Legends North American Summer Playoffs. Mm. Yeah. Started at three o'clock today, and I gotta get on it. So, uh, I, I it's still streaming. It's like at seven thirty six p.m. right now. Mm. And let's see, yeah, like the fourth and th- oh, it looks there's a third place match coming up in like three minutes. All right, but I'm gonna stop watching it. I've been watching um, FX Channel has been doing a marathon every Simpsons episode ever. Really? It's gonna go for twelve days straight. Wow! So there'll be like one day worth of uh, watching. Oh, gosh. there'll be plenty <laughs> of days. There'll be a solid four to five days of watching. Okay. Like yeah. the first first day, you had to skip. Yes. Those are the early shitty ones. But then it started getting good. Oh no! See, seasons like three through seven, those are great. Those are solid. Right. Oh, and that's what they're in right now. It's, All right. It's, it's prime. Yeah, Conan. Time right now. Conan O'Brien was writing for him back then. Yeah, watched the monorail episode last night. Awesome. So right now they're in the good shit. And then by the end of the next week, you know, then they'll be to, to the new stuff. But then I've never watched the newer stuff, so I don't know. Maybe I'll tune in. It's just nice to know you have something on one channel that whenever there's commercials, you just tune over to The Simpsons. Yeah, that's that. That is kind of comforting. Like, yep, it's still going, still playing. Yeah. yeah. Basically, so the Simpsons channel. So we got a couple stuff to talk about. Mm. We got to Legend of Korra season three wrap, which we're gonna save towards the end of the episode. Because we're just going to talk about it, full spoilers. So, just in case you haven't watched it yet, we'll save that to the end and you can X out when we get there. Uh, and then first, we've got to talk about my summer movie end of season performance review. Awesome. Yeah, because... Alright, so so every year you watch what you consider will be hopefully the best summer movies. Yes, and uh, occasionally some th- uh, slip to the cracks, and some I think are going to be good, and they're not, and some I think are won't be, and they're good. That, that's rare. Mm. But um, this year I managed to make it out to eleven summer movies, mm. and um, so let me just do a quick run through of the ones I missed, and I'll tell you whether or not I'm excited to see them on DVD, and then I'll start with the shittiest eleven, work all the way down to one, and. Thanks to one of our listeners last year, he said, when you do the end of season review, uh, he w- really wanted me to uh, bring up in in the preview episode back in uh, the end of April what I thought about the movie going in and then uh, refer to that when I give my review of how it actually went. Word. A little bit of comparison. So I did do that. I went back and I listened to our April podcast. So um, I got a little bit of that for you. Awesome. So the movies I did not see... Um, some of them I wanted to, just didn't get around to it, and some I just kind of backed away. Um, the summer date movie, Tammy, just didn't have time. Sorry, Melissa McCarthy. I'll see Aww. you on DVD. <laughs> uh, the movie I most wanted to see but didn't was Neighbors. 
What's Looks that? like a good raunchy uh, frat comedy. Ah, yes. Um, and I just I wanted to see it, but there's so many big releases in May that I saw some other ones, and then it slipped out of the movie theater. So, but it's gonna be on DVD like in a week, so I'm pumped for that. Great. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes did really well. Like I said, I hate monkey movies. Mm-hmm. I just don't like you know King Kong, anything with a monkey in it. I just don't really care for it. It's it's, um, it's strange watching the uh, watching the trailers for that. I just can't get over still like. The uncanny valley with those monkeys i mean they do a great job animating them but like i don't know it's like when you when you do cg in the daylight it's still not up to par and i just think like well that's an animated monkey i just think that what happened my my dislike of monkey movies goes way back to the 80s when i saw project x oh man and that's with matthew broderick and a bunch of test monkeys right that were really and... that were really like like actually test monkeys in real life. Yeah, you had to expose them to radiation and shit. And uh, Matthew Roderick trying to break them out, and then some of them do not make it, and it just fucking broke my heart. That and King Kong getting shot off the building. So after that, I was like, "Fuck, monkey movies." Yeah, <laughs> Jack, Jack Jack Blask is like, "Twas beauty that killed your joy of monkey movies." Yeah. <laughs> so not gonna see that. I did want to see the Purge Anarchy. I missed it. No big deal. I'll catch it on DVD. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the Rock was in Hercules, and I love The Rock <laughs> in everything. But even that just looks so ridiculous. Yeah. That, And I even said in my original preview, it doesn't look that good as an action movie. It looks like it's going to be hilarious as a comedy. Mm. So I will wait till video, and I will rent that. And, yeah. it, and, it, did, and it didn't do well. So, it, You know, I, I swear, it just had to do with the tiny little boy boy armor that he was wearing. That clearly did not measure up to the rock standards. Every time I saw those posters, I'm like, they need to get him a new new thing armor, man. I just, I mean, the Nicolas Cage hair just looked too fake on him. And he was just fighting a bunch of animals. The giant lion head on his head just looked ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I'm going to watch it as a comedy on DVD. All right. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie. Right, which, they, which, which they've changed the title post-theatrical release. Did you know this? Yeah, so it was originally named what? All you need is die. Something, something like that. In Japan, that. then they called it Edge of Tomorrow, and now the DVD is going to call it Live Die Repeat. Yeah, Live Die Repeat colon Edge of Tomorrow, I, I believe. Jeez. So, and I wanted to see it just for Emily Blunt; she looked cool in it. But um, you know, DVD. So yeah. uh, I'll I'll know for sure later if I if I missed a good one. And then the last one I didn't see was How to Train Your Dragon Two. It was like the only real kid release movie. And right. I found out ahead of time that there's just some crushing heartache in it. What? You don't like drama in movies? Uh, it depends. When the main dragon somehow burns to a crisp, the dad of the movie seems a little ridiculous. I mean, there's all seems, kinds of stuff. Seems a little ridiculous, don't you think? Like, I mean, did they really need to put that in a kid's movie? What? Whatever, dude. What? I mean, come on. You, you can't just, like, say that. Beca- and we'll what? talk. How, how can you say? I mean, like, if a bad guy kills a parent, that's, that's you know, that's difficult. But Disney does it all the time. You get kind of numb to it. Sure. But if the main character does it, and we're not saying it was on purpose or anything, but if the main character kills dad. That's, that's so interesting. That actually makes me, and I did not see the movie, that, that makes me want to see it to, to know, like, what leads up. But, like, you can't, like, just go off of, like, a plot point that somebody spoiled for you that makes no sense out of context. I mean, of course, they probably built up to that. It's bad enough that Disney kills parents all the time, but they get killed 
by evil people or just random acts of nature. Well, this <laughs> it's is a, another thing for the main character to do it. I mean, I think it's about time. You know, it's, it's 2014. Let's have the main characters kill their dads. Oh my god! <laughs> I think you're just. I think you're just dad scared. You, you you're like, oh, maybe if I, my son watches this, he'll be like, yes. In the back of his brain, he'd be like, kill your father. Yes, no. it's a good idea. I, I saw just it don't. On I just don't see the point in a kid movie why you would do that. You know? I'm, I'm sure they had the reasons, you know? Oh, actually, man. I heard that everybody loved the movie, that it was actually critically uh, accepted. I yet don't know it, what the, what's on Rotten Tomatoes. Yet it was disappointing, and the box office didn't do as good as they would hope Hey, for. let me tell you, my, and we'll talk about this later, but like even Forbes, even Forbes effing magazine wrote how um, how even like the most disappointing financial or rating things can be like loved for years and years and years beyond their time. Hint, hint, it's Korra. Whatever, please. Cora, <laughs> Cora didn't have the little kid uh, Airbender kill his father on accident. It was pretty close. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, before we Christina Aguilera this, we'll just agree that you're wrong and move on. All right. Fine. So, oh, I'll skip the ones where fathers get murdered in kids' movies <laughs> from now on. Oh, you know what? They didn't murder the Lego fathers in the Lego movie. They tried to. They probably should have. I was surprised. That would have gotten much better ratings. <laughs> They just blown the Lego people apart. That would have been great. It's like everything's fine and dandy, and then the kid runs up from behind and stabs him in the eye with a Lego knife. I made this too, Dad! Ah! They'll just save that for the second movie when they're out of good ideas. Exactly. I don't think you can make a sequel to the Lego movie. I mean, it's It's already greenlit. It's already greenlit. All right, so I saw the 11 movies, and I I knew some of them were going to be bad, so we'll go ahead and rank them here. Okay. Uh, Number 11... Obviously, it was Transformers Four. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I was I was gonna skip it. I got a free movie ticket. It was the only thing playing. Uh, originally, in our preview podcast, I said it's gonna be shitty, and it should be called Transformers Four. We can fuck up Dinobots. Trust us. I'm I'm actually surprised that you listed Transformers below Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, Transformers Four was the worst. Wow. And just like my prediction, uh, it, they did fuck up Dinobots. So congrats, Transformers. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Million Ways to Die in the West. Mm. Also saw this for free. In the preview, in our preview podcast, I said, I really liked the preview of this movie, but I was scared that there weren't going to be any more jokes. Right. And I was exactly right. Ah, that's too bad. <laughs> and uh, Seth MacFarlane sucked bad and ruined the movie. Even though it was his movie, he ruined it. Everything else was okay. He should never act again as the main character. He fucking sucked. Wow. Talked his way out of a possibly good movie. Oh, He was terrible. Uh, number nine would be Spider-Man 2. The preview, or in our preview podcast, I thought it would be cool. Uh, my overall feelings of Spider-Man 2 was the plot itself was lame, but the Spider-Man effects were uh, fucking amazing. Right, and you love uh, the Spider-Man effects. And, and you didn't care for Electro either. Uh, Electro stupid. In fact... Three months of extra, uh, you know, time in be- removed from seeing it, I have even more clarity. Electro was fucking garbage. <laughs> he sucked as a bad guy. Like, sucked even worse than I felt like a day after seeing it. Wow. It's terrible as a bad guy. I wonder if I wonder if there was some kind of stipulation to putting in two villains. Like, you know how Marvel kind of screwed up things with the uh, Ant-Man director? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, they demanded script changes where they inserted extra characters? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was kind of like uh, Sony's thing, where they're like, nope, nope, you have to have at least two villains. 
Here's the problem with every single fucking Spider-Man movie they've made in the last, what, 14 years now? Yeah. Stupid-ass relationship drama. Can we have a Spider-Man movie without goddamn relationship drama? I mean... Jesus, every single time. Mary Jane, oh, oh no, I want to be with you, I can't tell you. Now I've told you and life still sucks. Now I want you back. And these two movies, Gwen Stacy, I can't be with you, but I want to. No, get away from me, Gwen Stacy. No, don't listen to what I say, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> Cut out the fucking relationship drama, Spider-Man. Jeez, well, he's... can you just be Spider-Man and save the city? Like, Avengers didn't have relationship drama. Way True. better. True, very, very true. But you know what? Now now that his girlfriend is dead, <laughs> maybe he will cease having relationship drama. In like even, even the other Marvel movies, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, there is minor relationship drama. Mm -hmm. But it's okay because it's minor. Spider-Man, relationship drama is front and center. It's true. It's bigger than the bad guy. And I'm sick of it. And clearly, this Spider-Man flopped. I like it. Obviously, it's hard to call anything that makes $200 million a flop, but it made way less than the last one, enough that they have pushed Spider-Man 3 way back, and they're going to do those other solo movies first. Right. So just stop with the fucking relationship drama. You're Spider-Man. Just go enjoy being him. The moments when he was Spider-Man and there was no girlfriend on the screen were the best parts. So... That's it for Spider-Man. Uh, number eight would be Expendables 3. Okay. My preview uh, preview podcast, I said it has to be better than uh, the first two. And that the guys are too old to be clever. Yeah. So they should stick away from doing puns. Because puns are only funny when you don't realize you're saying something funny. When they become self-aware, it's stupid. So, saw the movie. It was entertaining, but not really. And I totally nailed it about the puns. Because they kept making their own jokes. And that was stupid. So, got it. But lots of people die good. That's nice. Number seven, Ninja Turtles. And in our preview podcast, I said I would try not to hate watch it. And uh, I managed to do that. Uh, the Ninja Turtles were great when talking to each other, mm -hmm. and nothing else was good. Yeah. Basically, there were the the it was just, it was really called Teenage Mutant Ninja Transformers because <laughs> the way it was shot and the effects. You're right. The turtles were hysterical. I loved them, and everything else sucked. And yeah. Megan Fox played got to play Shia LaBeouf's role this time. Well, that's nice. So yeah. Moving on up, did she have a boyfriend? No, um, Vern was hitting on her the whole time. Vern. Yeah, he was a camera guy this time. So yeah, strange. Uh, number six was Maleficent. Uh, in the preview podcast, I said I wasn't going to see it, and I was afraid they were going to turn her into a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie actually worked okay. Humor was actually good. Um, they did try and turn her into a hero. It kind of worked. Uh, it was an okay movie. It's a one-time view. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see it again. But it was definitely better than all those other movies I just said. Which is not the best compliment. Hmm. But it was okay. It worked. So the bad guy was cool. She unfortunately was not the bad guy. So that's why I only watch it one time. Hmm. She should have been the bad guy. Right. It's Prince Humperdinck. Like, that's the evilest evil villain in the Disney movies, and they softened her up. Well, they made... Yeah. It was the prequel. Yeah. So, it was a good one-time view. Never watch it again because of that bullshit. Gotcha. Angelina Jolie, you could have been an awesome bad guy. That's all I'm saying. I guess that's what everybody expected. Yeah. So, it's kind of lame. 
I'm actually not liking it as much now that I'm talking about it. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, number five would be X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. In the preview, I was afraid that there would be too much mystique mm-hmm. and too much whining. Ah. Uh, after seeing it, it was uh, a good movie, but once again was a huge downer. Too much whining, like I predicted. Um, it was cool seeing the new characters. Um, although a lot of them we got to watch die. <laughs> and the highlight was the only funny part of the movie, which was Quicksilver. Quicksilver by far the MVP of this movie. Wow, which is which just makes the uh the other Quicksilver in the Avengers universe's job even harder. Yeah. Well you never know. I think they're definitely gonna do a different take on it. Right. But these X Men movies, you know, they've got so much drama like the Spider Man movies do, and it's just you know, have a little fun with this you know because like x-men they hate being themselves and normally people hate them for being different Hmm. and they just can't get past that yeah you know it's like if you if you could just be superheroes and save the world in a fun way the x-men movies would be so cool but instead it's like it sucks to be us well how are we going to deal with it well we can either complain about it and work together or we'll just be assholes and try and kill people that's our two options. Right. If they would just make a fun X-Men movie, it would be the best. But it's never going to happen. So. Oh, maybe maybe somebody could cut like maybe somebody out there if you're listening, maybe maybe somebody could just cut up like the best parts of Spider-Man 2. You know, like the best parts of X-Men Days of Future Past. I don't know. Time together or just have them separate and just be like, "Here it is, the 15-minute cut of Spider-Man 2, the 10-minute cut of X-Men Days of Future Past starring Quicksilver. Like, I really wish the rights to X-Men would revert back to Marvel because all the Marvel movies do a good job of injecting humor into their movies. Yeah. Even in the toughest moments, they still have some humor. Some X-Men movies would be perfect for that. Mm -hmm. You know? Seriousness, drama, some hate, but also still humor. And the X-Men movies just usually fall flat on that. They're just so busy feeling bad for themselves. Mm. So, and the whole world hates them. Just dial down on that. I get the whole mutant racism uh, undercurrent in all the comics and movies, but just dial down on that. Can we just pretend that people aren't super afraid of them and just play up the superhero angle? You know? Word. It's just so dumb. It's like, you know, Fantastic Four does it too. Oh, Human Torch looks so cool. Invisible Girl's hot. That guy can stretch. Oh, the thing. He looks like a fucking rock monster. We hate him. Boo, we're racist towards ugly superheroes. <laughs> I mean, Boo. I can see that happening in real life. I know, but it's like, but it's not the fun part of the movie. X-Men could be way more fun if they just let it. Yeah. Um, but number four movie of the summer was 22 Jump Street. Okay. In the preview podcast, I said it'll be awesome, and it was. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, it, was a, it was a rare sequel that gave you exactly the same stuff from the first one, but was still actually funny doing it. Mm. which seems impossible but they pulled it off congratulations 22 jump street i think that's 23 no no in fact in the credits they have this huge sequence in the credits where they go from jump street uh three or 23 jump street all the way to like 40 (laughs) they like envision all these scenarios where they would go next and just basically poke fun at themselves so to make sure that uh they'll never do another one that's good and that is a really funny credit sequence hmm um, but it was funny. Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, they got chemistry, man. Word. They got chemistry. 
Uh, number three would be Godzilla. Godzilla right. was so good. Really? So good. In the preview podcast, I said I was excited for it. I was excited for Brian Cranston. And after I saw the movie, Brian Cranston, not necessary. Well, of course. Good actor, but just wasn't really that necessary to the story. Mm-hmm. Took up a lot of time, didn't really need to, I guess. Yes. But um, but the movie, still great. Really enjoyed it. And Godzilla was the fucking man. Loved it. Cool. Looking forward to the sequel in four years. That's Four how long. Years. Damn. Yep. Wow. Well, that guy got tabbed to do one of the Star Wars spin-offs. Ah, okay. So I think he's got to do that and then he'll go do Godzilla, so. Well, that's nice. Having a heaven job. Yeah. Did you just say hand job? <laughs> uh, you know, hand job's nice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got to get a couple of those before he starts the next movie. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, thanks for Godzilla. Here's a bucket of hand jobs." Uh, my number 2 movie of the summer is Snowpiercer. Uh, which yes. I didn't preview in our podcast. I read about it in May, and it was just like I read a couple of paragraphs. I was like, "Oh, that sounds mildly interesting." And then, but of course, it didn't come out to theaters. And we saw it on the plane. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. That was great. So much fun to watch a movie that you don't know what's going to happen in, and still be epic. Yeah, totally. And you know, like the main character from the beginning, he's like, "I'm not. I'm not a good man. Don't like me." I'm yep. horrible. You'll find out why towards the end. <laughs> yeah, we still won't spoil it for people because it's so hard to see. So, uh, but I want to. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Snowpiercer, you gotta go see it somehow. Just trust us on that one. Usually, we only recommend movies like you know Judge Dredd and stuff, but Snowpiercer, pretty cool. That's awesome. Pretty cool. And the number one movie I saw this summer. By far, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, on our preview, we said it looks awesome, and the one word I can sum it up with after seeing it was perfect. That's great. So fucking good, man. Wow. So good. I still I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm gonna Every, go up uh, this weekend. Everything you could want in a summer movie. It was a perfect summer movie. Loved it. I'm not saying it's the best movie of all time, but it was definitely the best movie I saw this summer. Overall, this summer, looking back on it, uh, there weren't a lot of really awesome ones. Mm-hmm. Unless, like I said, some of the ones I missed, like Neighbors will probably be good. Um, and well, I guess we'll see Hercules Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know. And everyone else like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or whatever. But um, overall, yeah, you know, I felt like there was a lot, a lot of the, a lot of big misses. Oh, and then Jupiter Rising got canceled. It got canceled. Well, it got pushed till February. Oh, that was the one where I said there's no such thing as hot janitors. Yes. And the movie was basically after they heard my podcast, they rescheduled it for next, <laughs> for next February. Let's turn it 3D, people. So, okay, uh, let's make some changes. Yeah. So not bad. I always love summer movie season, even when it's shitty. And uh, between now and Christmas, there's probably only like two, maybe three movies I'm going to see. It's time to put the money back in the wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save it Save it for a beer. Yeah, put it away where it can't do any damage. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you for... And thank you, thank you Maniacs, for, uh, for suggesting that Eric go do that. Re- recap what he thought in the preview and then... Uh, bring it back over for the review yeah it was kind of funny to see which ones i was right on with and which ones i was totally off base with mm. so 
But more entertaining than any of the summer movies I saw, except for possibly Guardians of the Galaxy, would be The Legend of Korra. It's been unfolding on TV and the internet this summer. Oh my god. And it's like, you know, we, we, we definitely showed some love for Young Justice when it was on the air. Young mm-hmm. Justice Season 2 especially. And here we are once again with the greatest show on television. And, we're, and, it's, and it's out right now. And you can see it. And it's basically canceled. Keep in mind that you don't watch television, so it's yes. a bold claim. <laughs> but it is. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Um, yes. It's, the first half of the season was on Nickelodeon's channel, and then the second half just got bumped straight to digital, so we're very worried. Uh, the re- we, are going to, we saw the last two episodes of the season, so we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it yet, feel free to turn us off now. Go, or go, just Go watch it online. It's on Nickelodeon's website right now. Yes, or if you want to watch it anywhere else, which is what I did with less with no commercials. <laughs> yeah. But this show was amazing, and that's how fucking season unrolls. So going into the last two episodes, all the airbenders had been kidnapped. We were afraid that Tenzin might be dead. He wasn't. Right, because he, he got the... Like, he, he basically told, told his assailants, he's like, I know you beat me, but you're going to have to kill me. Yeah. Please. He's, I mean, I, I, in retrospect, why would he do that? Why didn't he just be like, all right, guys, sorry, I give up. Like, freeze my hands or something. Yeah. You know, instead he was totally useless for the last battle. Yeah, so the deal is Korra's got to turn himself over again, and they will let all the airbenders go. And so, of course, they're trying to – they know they're going to get double-crossed, so they're going to try and double-cross themselves. So they've got the metal benders. They've got the captain of Republic City and her sister – we're basically, I'm guessing, the two best metal benders in the world. Right, and the the speculation going into this episode was, dude, who who else on the team, on Team Avatar, could be with the Red Lotus? Because we don't know. Could be anybody. You know, they seem to have agents planted in various places. So I was kind of thinking going in, oh, maybe, maybe one of the uh, high high metal benders, or maybe a few on the team, are gonna do a heel turn in the final episode. Now, I actually did not think that because the one thing Korra is bad at is really, really, really transparent heel turns. Yes. <laughs> like <they> usually, <laughs> usually every season of Korra, you know who the bad guy is pretty fast. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and you know who's going to betray them. Yeah. But um, no, this is pretty awesome. I mean, where do you even start? First of all, airbending battles or just bending battles. I don't know if there's been better bending battles, say that fast, than in these last two episodes. Word. And it was and it was an all-out rumble. I mean, once the shit hits the fan, and they're like, hey, you double-crossed us. Hey, you double-crossed us. And then everybody just rumbles. It's so good. And they pair them all off, so they have some good battles. You know, you've got the two brothers going against the Lava Bender and the Water Bender. You've got Korra. I wish we could have seen Korra's full power. She's got her hands and her legs cuffed. Right. So she's she was, bending, and she's still holding her own. But it's like it would have been nice to see her pissed off and unleashed for once. You know, they always got to find ways to kind of dial her power down. Well, that's that's kind of her thing is, you know, she's – it's it's so funny. Like, she's not the smartest person on the show. Right. And she's also, like, not the best fighter also. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she gets her butt kicked a lot. Yeah. You know, and and but, like, this is one opportunity, you're right, that – it would have been great to have her really face off against everybody. And she sort of does towards the end. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, 
the main bad guy, what's his name? Zafir? <laughs> Zahir. Zahir, sorry. Zafir. I'm thinking. Uh, Zafir, you're thinking the monkey from Babar. Yeah. <laughs> so Zahir, some, he's only been able to airbend for like a month or so. But he's but really he's, good at it. Yeah, he's transcended everyone. He can now fly without bending. He can just fly. He thinks happy thoughts. <laughs> happy well, I, thoughts of anarchy, and he can fly. Well, what's 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 funny is like uh, is halfway through the through the battle, his uh, his girlfriend, the Amazon, who is way way the hell taller than him, and I, and as I saw the relationship unfold, I'm like, hey, good on you guys showing oh. a dude hooking up with a girl that's way taller than him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'd never we'd never see that. Many that's many true. things about Korra were like, wow. Uh, you know, slow slow clap, guys. We've never seen that on television. But uh, after she gets nuked in the coolest way possible. Oh, my God. How fucking... <laughs> I mean, I was like, no way did they just do that. She She's the one that gets, shoots those explosions out of her, her third eye. Yes. And she's just taking it to the metal benders. And they're like, we need to fucking fry this bitch. So right as she's about to fry the metal bender of, of Republic City, her sister comes out takes off her metal armor and bends it around the chick's head just as she sends out an explosion. So she fucking nukes her own face <laughs> off. It explodes inside the, the metal. It was great. And, and they, cut, they cut away right before the explosion so they don't, they don't show it. You know, it's mm-hmm. chill, you know, it's like Y7, I think, is the rating. They don't show it, but it's so sick. You're like, oh, damn. Just picture... When Daffy Duck is holding dynamite, and his his bill falls off his face, <laughs> that's basically what happened. And it, and what was so what was so sad about the whole thing is like they really humanized each one of the uh, the Red Lotus guys. Yeah, you know, like they showed that they're real people, and you know, like they got real relationships. And right before that battle, she's like, "Hey, is it here? Thanks for helping me out way back when. You know, I was gonna be that fire that fire warlord's you know weapon. And you saved mm-hmm. me. Thanks a lot, dude." Yeah. And then when he, after he watches her die, he has no ties to anything anymore, and he can finally fly. Mm-hmm. And he just like check this out, bang, and pulls an M Bison. Yeah, up he goes. So that was pretty awesome. Um, what's the? I'm trying to think of the funny dude's name. Oh, Bolin. Bolin. And uh, an act of desperation learns how he wanted to metal bend, failed at it learns on the fly how to lava bend right and I, I thought that was great i was like dude he is the son of firebender and an earthbender that's perfect yeah and then his brother who is a firebender did he just learn the ability to use the electricity no nah, he um back in He's... i think season one or season two like he worked in a factory with a bunch of other firebenders mm-hmm. like lightning bending some like power generator Oh, because he really doesn't use that power very often, but no. he lightning bended the shit out of the the evil waterbender, which was cool. Yeah, and she's officially dead. Is she? Yep, confirmed. I, oh, wow. So he murdered her? He murdered her. Because I know the the lava bender killed himself. He brought down the mountain on top of them. Yes. And so you know he's dead. But I wasn't sure if he just fried her, like knocked her out of the fight, and then maybe the rest of the mountain fell on her also, or if he killed her. Well, there's like you know, uh, when somebody's not dead, they talk, they like they bring her back. Like I thought the Earth Queen for sure was going to show up the next episode, but no, mm. she did not. She's dead, and they murdered her. 
Well, she looked dead in that episode. I thought. I just thought. Oh, they knocked. You know, they stole the wind out of her lungs. She's gonna. You know, they knocked her out. Mm. No, she's dead. No, <laughs> no. So he could. So he like actually he uh. That's how he got the drop on Oman back in season one. Was he got enough of his hand free that he could lightning bend just a little bit? Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. So, so he either killed her or the mountain did. But yeah, she's dead, I guess. So done. So they they all they're all dead, and Zahir. Uh, but Zahir survives them all, and is in prison. Why not just put him on trial and execute him? I, did he not kill enough people? I guess I guess because uh, the justice system is kind of a dick sometimes because that's like even worse it's like dude you busted all your friends out and you tried a few times to do your thing with the avatar and you totally failed and you got all your friends killed and now you have to like sit in the cell for the rest of your life and think about it and what kind of cell are you gonna put him in he's an airbender he can fly yeah just but but you know what like all they need to do is just put some weights on him so he can't really move you know, get him like a ball and chain, like like in the in the last battle, they they like put an ice block on his foot, and that was enough to get him to to stop uh, flying. So then, they force poison into Korra's body, and they're like, "If we kill you, the avatarness will just spread to someone else. We want to end the line, so we're going to poison you, and then when you turn full avatar to fight the poison." Then we will actually just kill you, and then the the line will stop with you, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I had no idea that was part of the lore, so they explained it pretty well. Yeah. So I was like, all right, so, but but oh my god, but uh, once again, I was like, Korra is not the smartest person on the planet because they explain their whole plan. They're like, all right, we're gonna poison you, right? And then mm-hmm. you'll go into your Avatar state, okay? And then we'll kill you. Mm-hmm. So. While they're waiting to put the poison in, she should have just gone full Avatar state and busted out. I was like, come on, dude. Oh, she's actually kind of dumb. Especially because she thought her dad was murdered at that moment. Yeah. She just, I don't know, maybe she was really weak. And then it wasn't until the Avatar took over that it gave her her powers back. Maybe she's all beat the shit. I, you know, I was, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I thought, oh, man. I mean, I guess good for them because... You know, Korra is a lot of things, but super smart is not... Like, she's no Batman. Yeah. You know? So then the Avatarness does take over, and they're like, ha-ha, just a matter of time now before the poison kills you or we kill you. She goes full powers, and I loved it. I love watching Korra breathe fire out of her mouth, dragon style. That is so cool. It was great. I mean, so they, they, they try to kill her. She defends herself. She breaks out, and she's like, you killed my father! Warm and yeah. hulks up and she like is like the most powerful we've ever seen her like muscles bulging full-on rage i mean she's like taking the tops off mountains and chucking them around i mean she's just like super powerful she's using firepower like iron man does with his rocket boots yes she uses <laughs> she shoots fire out of her feet to fly into the air which was awesome she has rocket boosters That's now great so that's, I mean, that's something I hadn't seen really seen a fire person do. Right, and so she goes full on Hulk, uh, and she's fighting Zaheer, but she's not she's not the smartest, and she's also not the best fighter. So even Zaheer, even though he's just an airbender, he's still able to, able to take her out. Like, eventually he wears her down and knocks her down. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it wasn't for the intervention of the other airbenders, he would have uh, <sighs> killed her. Yeah, so then we see, and that's cool too, because we see... Tenzin's oldest daughter stepping up and becoming 
basically the leader of the airbenders. Right. Because Tenson's kind of dumb. She steps up, leads them all because he's injured, gets them all to make a mega tornado and capture uh, Zaheer. Right. But you know what? There were a couple of points that I thought was kind of funny. Like right after that, uh, Cora's still dying. And uh, and she's like, hey, guys, the poison's metallic. So they get the, the metal benders to get out of her. Mm-hmm. But then how how could she possibly have known that? Like, I accepted it in the moment. And then later I was like, did she, uh, how did she, how did she figure that out? Well, she was there in spirit form when they were getting ready to poison her. So she saw it ahead of time. Oh, that's true. So yeah. I think she saw her, I think she saw them manipulating it. Okay. Another thing I thought was like, she saw Korra like about to die. And then when they get freed, there's this huge scene of like reunions and everybody's like high-fiving and hugging. And she doesn't until the very end tell them, oh yeah, by the way, Korra's in, in deep shit and you should really actually haul ass. And the, one of the best parts of the episode, if not this season, was when the metal bender mom goes to hug her daughter and Bolin grabs her and throws her out of the way to hug her instead. <laughs> it was just high comedy. Oh yeah. I was cracking up big time, man. It was so funny. Nice, no, great. So the so there's an epilogue to book three, and it's and it's it was so shocking that yes. I was I was like, this is the greatest ending that they've that they've ever done because it's not a happy one. I was thinking that too. Cora is broken mentally, mentally, and who knows what else? You know, like uh, the. First thing is Asami is telling her, you know, it's been a few weeks, but, you know, you're going to keep healing. It's going to be okay. And Cora's in a wheelchair, and she's not getting out. Yeah. Like, like she got messed up in that battle. Like, once once the Avatar uh, state went away, and it was just mm-hmm. her battling the poison, she yeah. got she got messed up. And who you, knows what it'll take to snap her out of it. Yeah, to me, it was like she's mentally broken because the oldest, Tenzin's oldest daughter, they shave her head and give her the tattoos... And she's the new leader of the Airbenders, basically. Mm-hmm. The new she's a new master now because she's awesome. So we're like, wow, that is so cool. And Cora is there in her wheelchair, and she is just like, they just cut up to her, and she's just fucking broken inside. Yeah, not happy, crying, has a very stricken face. Like, I I don't know if she's sick of it all, or or what, but I mean, she is fucked up. And I was like, wow, that is juicy. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and that's great. I mean, they're they're pushing the boundaries of what stories uh, can be told, you know, on a kids' TV show on Nickelodeon. Why mm-hmm. seven? Yeah, that was awesome. So I can understand. I mean, this really isn't anything else. It's it's not like anything else Nickelodeon airs. Yeah, you know. So it's I'm happy, but I I guess I can understand a little bit of why they pulled it because. Well, it's all. What do you put it next to? It's you know? it's it's all uh, it's all ratings. So at this point, ratings were low, and then ratings dropped. And uh, according to Forbes, that's why they uh, that's why they pulled it and just went digital. Mm. Because it's like if you have something with like crummy ratings, then it's not worth uh, the ad the ads yeah. that are going to go next to it. But it at just... least at least season, at least book four is like shot and done, as far as I know. Oh man, I don't. I hope so. I mean, I know they picked it up last year for season four, but I just hope they make it through because it's like it's one of those things where it's like, all right, it's not making you money, but it's getting you critical acclaim, right? 
can you please be okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sorry fucking SpongeBob makes money and sucks and Cora doesn't and is awesome. No offense, SpongeBob fans. You know, it's just yeah. been on it's been out for Spon- fourteen years. Yeah. No offense, three year olds. Yeah, I mean, it, they're, they're gonna have a. I mean, I saw the preview for the SpongeBob movie coming out next year. That yes. looks okay, but you know what I mean. Core is amazing. It's not getting ratings, but I hope they just stick to it so they can just use it. Maybe it'll win some awards and they can just show it off or something because it's so amazing. I mean, I hope that they just show it digitally. You know, last year in October at Comic Con, they said they were recording for see it for book three and four. Mm, yeah. You know, so I assume I'd have to assume unless they pulled the plug that they were working on book four. I, I guess that's just the question: is like, will we see the rest of the story? I mean, right now it's like it's the most frenzied the fans of the hardcore fans have ever been. You know, mm. everybody's like, oh my god, that's what we were waiting for this whole time. You know, book three was amazing. We want more, more, more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because because for me, I didn't really like book two that much all the the spirit world stuff i like the origin of the avatar i like that episode yeah but aside from that it, the spirit stuff eh, i wasn't really into it but this season for me has been the best season and i can't get enough of it right now it's funny because like book two was like it was like the apocalypse it was armageddon and the world was going to be destroyed you know it's mm-hmm. like it's as high of a height of drama as you can possibly get it's like if you don't stop this they're going to blow up the world and it's all over but this one was just like we're just gonna kidnap you and kill you like she's, doing, <laughs> she's just up against terrorists that's it and there's just and it was four of them so much more entertaining yeah <laughs> so much more bending going on too i mean i, I don't know I, I mean i think there you know there's a lot of bending battles happening in, in book two as well but i think like the villain was way better yeah the, the plot was you know there was still a lot of like hopping around trying to figure out like what the villains are doing next and mm-hmm. typical cora Although there wasn't a lot of like core relationship stuff at all, which was also refreshing. It was a lot I was of glad. Like, I was glad there was no love triangle this time. That was nice. Yeah, it was a lot of like Cora, Cora and Asami hanging out all the time. Ooh. So then, <laughs> is this is this last book going to be Fire Nation? Well, let's see. So book three was Air, Air, and, and it visited the Earth Kingdom and too. Earth, yeah. And last season was, was the Water, water. Tribe. And the first one was kind of like Republic City. Yeah, so is the last one just going to be fire, or is it going to be just its own thing? I don't know. See, I, I have no idea where each book, I'm like, I have no idea where they're going to throw at us. It could be anything. Yeah. But well, at, I trust their judgment. Yeah, at this point, at this point, it's like people have kind of been speculating, like, maybe the next uh, the next book will start out eight years in the future, and uh, Korra hasn't really, like, bent or anything done and then suddenly a really powerful <laughs> villain comes back to what? Republic City. You think, and, are, wait, are you purposely doing Batman? Yes! Oh, you ruined my joke. You <laughs> oh, ruined sorry. it. You ruined oh, it. Like, I'm like, is he always <laughs> doing uh, Dark Knight Rises or yeah. is this, uh, Proud and Purpose? Or? And, then, and then she goes to the doctor and he's like, oh, it's, let's just put this thing on your knee. Now you can bend again. Uh, you, <laughs> you merely adopted bending. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So you you fight with you fight like a younger girl. Yeah. <laughs> you hold nothing back. It's silly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's if if anything, I think it's gonna be something like that where she has to pop out of retirement and save the day. Mm. But man, there were a couple times in those last couple fights where like Zahir with his airbending picks up Cora's dad and throws him off the cliff and he's like, Give my regards to the Earth Queen. Wah, wah. <laughs> 
Fuck Tara. Like, oh, that's awesome. You just killed her dad. Yeah. No, that was... The battles were amazing. I loved it, man. That was great. Just, it was... I'm I'm so glad they released the final two episodes together because that was awesome. I would have yeah, would have sucked to wait. Yeah, man, do you remember way back in the dark ages of Dragon Ball Z where you had to like wait and pray and not know what was happening with the dub? Oh my god, yeah, Ugh. you get to the same part and you're like, all right, tomorrow is it gonna be a new episode? And we're gonna rejoice or it's gonna start the cycle over? We'll see you next year. Yeah, and we'll just watch the old ones and and hope. And they started the cycle over like eight times. <laughs> God. Like, oh, you're killing me. I was so confused. I was so confused because, uh, you know, Goku had just arrived at Namek and he's just about to fight the Ginyu Force and then suddenly we're back to episode one. And I'm like, wait. Yeah. What? Ah. Yeah. It was, I know you don't care, but the same thing happened with Sailor Moon. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You don't care. But it was the same thing. We're waiting for new seasons and we never got them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. People don't yeah. like when uh, boys change into girls. What? Yeah, it gets really <laughs> so. One of the plots of the last season is that like there there are these uh, women sailor scouts that represent I don't know star clusters or some shit, and they go to Earth and they're trying to find like this millennial princess or whoever is called, aka Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, well, well, all right. So it's it's too hard for us to just like walk around and like you know check out girls and see if they're the princess. We gotta attract a lot of girls to us at once. So what do we do? Start a boy band. So so they, so they transform themselves into uh, into ambiguously hot guys, and then when it's time to uh, transform back into the normal selves, they have this transformation where they like they, they show a lot of stuff happening. Where all of a sudden it's like boob boob. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that didn't make it over. Yeah, that sounds a little weird, but yeah, it's definitely Japanese. Where they're like, oh, who cares? But yeah, Korra, man, it was so good. I'm still riding on the high of how good that last season was. Yeah. So, hopefully we'll get the next one next year. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Well, that's all I got. Same I, don't really have any, I don't really have any Thunderdumps today. No, I gotta I gotta get back to starting to watch the, uh, <laughs> the North American summer playoffs here. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. I, lo- I love watching uh, League of Legends like with commentators oh it's mm-hmm. great i have such a good time playing it it's hard i can't i can't get the meta game and you actually have to grind and play the game for a while to like level up your character mm-hmm. so you have to lose a lot playing matches with people who don't use teamwork yeah yeah so it's it's way more fun to watch like the professionals do it mm-hmm. anyway i'll see you guys next week oh you can check us out uh every week we're a jumpman podcast where the Video game slash movie slash whatever podcast of your dreams. And we're with you every single week. Uh, we're at RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. We're on our headquarters over at JumpmanPodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. And please like us on Facebook. Thank you for the last couple of likes. If you've liked us in the last couple of weeks, thanks so much, dudes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Jackson. Thank you, Sean Darko. You guys are all right. Yeah, you're cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Soup. Jump now. Engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand. One shall fall.